I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. How are you all? Today is going to be a bit of a dark and light podcast. Let's start off with talking about dark tourism. Do you know what that is? As we are all surely aware, 2020 is probably going to go down in history as one of the worst years ever. I don't know if it's also been a bad year for you, but literally every single day, something negative or bad seems to happen. As I turned on my laptop to have a look at what was going on around the globe, I came across an article from 2017 on a British news website, metro.co.uk, about a guy, an Israeli satirist and author called Shahak Shapira difficult to say if you haven't got your teeth in and his view of people's selfies in Auschwitz you've all seen them but not like this you should check out his website it's very artistic he wants to get across the fact that selfies should not be taken in these dark tourism places not only Auschwitz but any he took selfies from all different social media platforms and apps like Instagram Facebook Tinder and even Grindr yes it's called Grindr all you people out there call it Grindr grinder and photoshop them to show how ridiculous they would look if they were taken in the concentration camps remember the photos he edited the selfies were not taken in these dark places originally he's only using them to express his view on the selfies that have been taken in these horrific locations to try and get people to think twice before taking photos and smiling in front of what we all know as dark in inverted commas tourist destinations Writing on Yolocost, he said, about 10,000 people visit the memorial to the murdered Jews of Europe every day. Many of them take goofy pictures, jump, skate or bike on the 2,711 concrete slabs of the 19,000 meter squared large structure. Now, obviously, educational tours and trips should exist to these places that have left a mark in our history, but for educational purposes only. If now, while I'm recording, I type Auschwitz as a place on Instagram, I can see here a post of a girl with a big smile at the gates of Auschwitz, which, might I add, she can't even spell, which already shows her intelligence level. She can't even spell the place she went to. And then she writes, At the Artsvitch, can't even pronounce what she's written, concentration camp with a little emoji of a heart, feeling gassed up with a star after it nice you're a nice person and the hashtags range from modeling then there's love the usual rubbish ones to fashion blogger well i hope her career takes off go and see for yourself i won't give you her name but it was taken on the 26th of august one person has even commented here that it is disrespectful and disgusting to post this kind of selfie in this location and her reply is I love you. Uh-huh. Our future generation. Yay. My question is, what is wrong with these people? Bad education? I'm at a loss for words, really. 
Anyway, go over and see the artwork by Shapira and let me know your thoughts. ChrisHaganPodcasts at gmail.com. And now for something a little bit lighter. Say it! Right. I want to start off by saying, remember, so reminding you, not just by saying, by reminding you that in the UK and in America, dates are written differently. Even when I have American staff, I have to explain to them, please, on the index card, the report card, the record card of the student, please remember to write the dates in the British way because all of us use it the correct way. I'm joking, obviously. I'm not really. It's the correct way. The day first, the month second, and the year third. Okay, so my birthday is the 16th of March. Ah, speaking of birthdays, today's is Vivian Grillo's birthday. She's on the cover of Cirque Magazine. Go and check it out. If you've not got it already, why not? It's free. And also my good friend Laura in America, in Nashville. Hi, American Nashville, Laura. That was a bit rubbish. Hi, American Nashville, Laura. Hi, Laura, even. And so, speaking of American people, they put the date the wrong way. No, I'm only joking. They put the date, they put the month, then the day, then the year. So, my birthday is the 16th of March. I would write it 16-3-81. Oh, my God, you all know I'm 39 years old now. And in America, they would put 3-16-81. So, remember to be careful because internationally, I think the British way is used more than the American way. And sometimes there can be some confusion. For example, if it's the 10th of November... Mm, it could also look like the 11th of October. So be careful. So this was the first thing I want to talk about in Say It Right, only because it came up recently. The next thing I want to talk about are two different words. Fund and found. Now, found, we all know, is the past tense of... You guessed it. Find. Okay, find and found. Now, fund is spelt F-U-N-D, and this is... um some money coming from somewhere, okay, some funds. When I see on television, especially in Italy, because I live in Italy, hey, we have a wonderful found. No, you don't have a wonderful found. You have a wonderful fund that gives money to charity or other things, okay? So fund and found do not have the same pronunciation. They are two totally different words and mean something totally, totally different. Now, as we all know, Idioms and collocations are, how do I put this nicely, a pain in the backside, a pain in the neck. But unfortunately, they need to be learned. And the only way to learn them is by using them and creating your own examples when you can. In the last few days, I've heard some people getting confused between similar English expressions, which include collocations or idioms, things like this. So I thought, why not go over some of them? Why not? I have the opportunity to. So I've chosen a few, which can cause confusion to some people, to talk to you about today. Let's start off with act your age and show your age. So act your age means behave in a way that is appropriate to your age. Often used when you're asking a child to grow up and behave better. So act your age. Okay. Start acting your age or leave the room. In other words, grow up or get out. Now, show your age means to show signs of being old. So, I'm starting to show my age. Wrinkles are appearing and grey hairs in my beard. I also have white hairs in my beard. And people keep telling me I'm ginger. What's all that about? I'm not ginger. So, 
act your age, behave in a way which is appropriate to your age, and show your age, show signs of being old. Okay, so this is the first two. What these are the first two? Plural, this, these. Ah, there is a difference. Along the line or along or on the lines. Okay, there's an S. Along the line. This means at some point during the course of a situation or activity. While something was happening, something else happened. So, somewhere along the line, your plan went badly wrong. You had a plan to do something, then on this journey, not literally a journey, obviously, on this, whatever, this, uh, this course, okay, which is what I said before, along this course, something went badly wrong. So, along the line, along the line, your plan went badly wrong. Now, along the lines or on the lines means following a certain pattern or trend. So, this film is along the lines of your old favourites. It's similar to films that you like, like westerns. Who likes a western? My dad does. I really don't get it. Also, Ben-Hur, five hours of what? They remade it as well, didn't they? So, along the lines or on the lines, the same thing. Following a certain pattern or trend. So my example again was, this film is along the lines of your old favourites. Now the last two expressions I'm going to explain are in one way or another, or one way or the other. So the first one is in one way or another, so another. And the second one is one way or the other. They are different. This one I actually heard the other day being used incorrectly. So in one way or another, now, in you can leave out. You can just say one way or another. There's actually a song. One way or another, if you remember. So, one way or another has two definitions. First one is by some means or other. So, by some means or other. For example, one way or another, they always won. The second definition is for any of various reasons. For example, in this room, this party that I'm having at this moment in time, I wish, everybody is related one way or another, in some various way. Now, one way or the other, so one way or the other, has also two possibilities of being used. So, the first definition is which of two possibilities will be chosen. So, I give you two options. You can either work on Monday or Tuesday. Now you have to decide one way or the other. Now the next definition of one way or the other is whatever method is used. It's more general, let's say. An example, one way or the other, your homework needs to be finished by tomorrow morning. Otherwise you're failing the course. Now the moment you've all been waiting for, according to the messages I receive on Instagram and everywhere, are you ready? Here he comes. Well, here she comes. What do you want? What do you want? Haha, ha, trick chat. Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the podcast of this... <laughs> in, the, in the podcast, I'm outside, it's dark, and I've got my sunglasses on because I didn't realise that by the time I go home it would be dark. And I'm hearing my sunglasses on now like an idiot. Like Stevie Wonder. Uh, do you remember when Valentina had her a necklace... When Valentina had her breast milk turned into a necklace. No. No? No. 
Yeah, Valentina, basically. She she had this necklace, like, in the shape of a heart. And she was showing right. everyone, we're all going, oh, how nice. And we're holding it and touching it and everything. And then she said, do you know what it's made from? We're not marble or something like this. No, no, it was made from a breast milk. I've never, I've never heard of that. No, never uh, heard of it. W- would you wear something like that? No. No. So, what's your opinion of this kind of weird stuff? Well, it's each to their own. It's each to their own. But no, I won't, hmm. I won't do it. So. so, if Valentina gave you a birthday present of a, a necklace made out of her breast milk, would you not have it? I'd accept it, but I don't think I'd wear it. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, at the beginning of this podcast, anyway. Um, we were talking about something dark. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. If you had to choose between alkaline hydrolysis and recomposition, <laughs> which would you choose? If I had to choose between what? Alkaline hydrolysis and recomposition, which one would you choose? You'd have to tell me what they mean first. Oh, which one sounds nicer? Uh... The first one, can't say it, but... <laughs> Alkaline hydrolysis sounds nicer. Yeah, Another, um, It's also called... What else is it called? It's also called water cremation. Water cremation? What's, what's that? What do you think it is? Cremated in... Okay. <laughs> Surprise, Cremated in water. <laughs> well, apparently you can. No, basically, it, it turns your human remains uh, into liquid. And then you can basically be flushed down the toilet when you're dead. That's handy, isn't it, really? Yeah, for Dad, that'd yeah. be quite useful. He likes the toilet. He's always on it. <laughs> right, in, in North America, apparently, they already do this for pet cremation. And now it's also been avail- now it's also available for humans in 18 states. That's really? typical of Americans, isn't it, really? Hmm. Do you not think it'll go down well? <laughs> go down. <laughs> <laughs> go down in either, the UK. <laughs> Uh, So maybe this is an option for Dad then. But what about recomposition? Do you know what that is? Recomposition? No. Oh, compost. Which uh, basically you become soil when you die. You get turned into soil. Oh, I could sprinkle him on garden. They could turn his garden. He's always messing it. So, but if so, would you prefer to be flushed down the bog, or be turned into fertilizer for my vegetables? Look, I'm just trying to think of space when you and Dad uh, kick the bucket. <laughs> Dad can go down, Lou. We're sorted. We're all right with him. Probably on garden. No, not on garden, because somebody else would be living here then. That'd be a bit spooky for next people, wouldn't it? Oh, you prefer to go down the toilet? <clears throat> I don't think I prefer any of them. So honest. what do you want to do then? You want to be stuck in a coffin underground? Or cremated? No, no, no. First, we're both being cremated and put together. You be, you're both being cremated and put together, but you don't really don't have a choice. It's my choice, no. No. Obviously, it's your choice, and you have to accept your your choice, like everybody. Yes, we're being put together. But I we're can't not... cremate you at the same time. What if one of you is not dead? Oh, and then what you're gonna do is you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get a boat into into the middle of Sally Marazino. Lake uh, Zeno, and you're going to uh, put us in, sprinkle us in there. Uh, but, but like I said, how can I cremate you both together? No, no, whoever dies first will be cremated, put in an urn, then the next one who dies will be cremated and put in an, this same urn. So you expect me to keep your ashes Give until it, the other one goes? No, because Dad will keep mine if I go first, and I'll keep his. <laughs> Do you think he'd remember? He yeah. took it in bin, not knowing what it was. 
<laughs> what was this again? Ah, <laughs> uh, so you both want to be cremated? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm buried. I was telling someone the other day, because I went to see um, a cemetery here in Milan, I want to be put in a coffin that's not locked, in a tomb with a key on the inside and a telephone, just in case I'm not dead. That's then, what I, so I So I can get out. I, I used to say... To. I, I said that to Leo, I said, you, you bury me with a mobile phone, and he goes, Mummy, you'll get no signal. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying, in a tomb, like a glass tomb, not not underground, I'm claustrophobic. don't like being in a lift, I'm going to be stuck in a box. So what have you been doing? Today, hmm. not a lot, a lot of cleaning and a lot of no, nothing, really. Leo went back to school. Hey, do you know now that Bolton has got the highest rate in the UK, not in... Greater Manchester in the UK. Ah, uh, well, you're you're in Bury. You're all right. Well, we're in middle of them all, aren't we? They've got Rochdale, Rochdale. We've got all them all around us. And Bury's in middle. And Bury's stuck in middle. And there's new uh, rules come in now. That mm. it's got to be a group of six, no more than six. Apparently, uh, unless you go in grouse shooting, you can have thirty uh-huh. for grouse shooting. <laughs> <laughs> You have to take up grouse shooting then. Do you even know what a grouse is? I do. It's a, it's like a bird. It's a bird. Okay, so alkaline hydrolysis, you didn't know, but a grouse, you know. Yeah, I'm not grouse. Because so, you're a hunter in your past. I must have been. Must have been. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to start a, you have to start a grouse hunting company then, so you can start yeah. socialising, get some friends. People can go the grouse hunting. Absolutely stupid. But why? But why can they? Go? Well, probably because Dad says it's because it's in the open air. But it's not because that's only stuck-up people do that, don't they? So, <laughs> but don't they all stay together? <laughs> Otherwise, they're not shooting each other. Yeah, well, uh, if they're all spread out and hidden around a forest or somewhere, I don't know. I don't know. It's grouse shooting. It's not yeah. really being well, high up on one of my list of hobbies. Why. Nobody can understand why they can have 30 people grouse shooting, but there you go. I noticed on Luke... You can't on... grouse shooting, though, can you? Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, I'm going to go and do some work. I'll speak to you in a bit, then. OK. All right, I'll see you later. All right. All right. See you in a bit. Bye. 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 Go and tell Dad you're famous now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye. 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 How many times do you say bye at the end of your telephone call? Now remember, if there's any point during this podcast where you don't understand a word that's being said, even in the call with my mother, because she's not the easiest to understand sometimes, especially when she moves her head a mile away from the phone thinking that we can still hear her, send me an email or a message on Instagram, like some of you do, with the time of the podcast, what the pod, which podcast it is, obviously, because I can't go through them all, and the time, and so I can tell you, I can even send you a message with what is being said, because as you know, with podcasts, unfortunately, you can't do subtitles like you can with YouTube. So now your ears are burning. I'm going to leave you with our beautiful jingle. See you next week. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for things is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining all his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. <laughs>